Welcome back to another edition of the Wellness Talks, a UFHR wellness series where we meet with subject matter experts from across the University of Florida and UF Health to learn more about the latest in their field. Today we have with us Jonathan, Jonathan Vandenberg to talk with us about healthy eating in a world of flavor. John is the current manager for the Employee Wellness Program for UF Health. John has also previously served as the Wellness Program Coordinator for the City of Jacksonville and was a consultant dietitian for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is a registered dietitian and certified diabetics educator, or sorry, a, a certified diabetes educator, in addition to being a board certified specialist in sports dietetics. He previously served uh, on the Florida Governor's Council on Physical Fitness, and in his spare time, he is a freelance writer and stand-up comedian performing in clubs throughout Florida. Very broad um, spectrum of experience, but I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, John, for, for the time that you took to speak with us today. Um, is there anything in your bio that I may have missed that you'd like to kind of mention that's regarding our topic of discussion? Oh, no, no. Thank you. Hey, I, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. I'm, I'm excited to talk and, and chat and, and uh, share some, hopefully, some helpful information about nutrition. Fantastic. And I hope so as well. So kind of let's start with the basics. So as a registered dietitian, how would you define or describe healthy eating? So that's a great question. And it's one that it, it let's face it, it confuses everybody. And that's pretty much why we're here today. But I, I've, I've captured a definition of healthy eating that I think does a good job of painting an accurate picture. And I, I define it uh, healthy eating as a pattern of food selection. So not defined by single foods, but a, a pattern of food selections that either improves or maintains your, your mental and your physical well-being. So I think that's how I would capture because uh, healthy eating is not defined by a single snack, a single food choice, a single meal. And we eat for reasons far more uh, complex than just physiological. There's also a mental component of nutrition that's very underrated that needs some attention too. So I think that definition is one that serves has served me well to to you know expand to broader audiences. Absolutely no, yeah, I agree. I think that's a it's a very good definition that I may I may have to borrow from you at some points. The I, I think the, the reason for that question is that oftentimes we get people that come to us in terms of health and wellness programming or health educators and ask you know, what does healthy eating look like? And they're looking for a specific answer. So um, similar to, you know, physical activity, there's a specific recommendation of getting this and doing that. And like you mentioned, um, eating is a little bit more complex and you're not eating just for sustenance. You're eating also for many other reasons. You may like certain foods and just like others, you may have some uh, mental drivers and cues that draw you to one food or another. So it's a, I agree that it's a really great um uh, definition. And speaking of those individuals who may kind of be interested in nutrition, uh, oftentimes people who are interested in creating healthier habits um, are, you know, one of the main focuses that they focus on is uh, one of the main components is healthy eating. Right. Um, and, but there are many ways to do that. There, are, you know, you, you, if you were to Google it, if you were to search online, there are many different avenues, different websites that indicate you should be doing um, intermittent fasting. You should follow this specific diet. You should do this. You should do, you should avoid these foods and, and do this kind of stuff. So um, how do we decide what is good for us um, and what is bad? And 
what would be your approach to kind of siphoning through this information? Yeah, that's a that's another great question and, and one that you know continues to befuddle a lot of people. You know, I, I think uh, from a big picture perspective, you have to follow the diet that is going to put you in the best uh, position of health and well-being and you still like your life. I mean, that's the idea. You, you don't want to be following a meal pattern that's going to leave you frustrated and unhappy because ultimately that's not going to be sustainable. So it's all about trying to find the sustainable approach where you feel good, you have adequate amounts of energy and all of your standard uh, health parameters, whether it be blood pressure, blood sugar, weight, or, or within ranges that you and your or healthcare team are looking to achieve. But the most important part of all that is it needs to be individualized to you in terms of what you like, what your background might be, what your work schedule is, what your life schedule is. So there are a number of ways that we can look at to approach healthy eating. They can be, you know, have 10 people, 10 different approaches to eating, and it could all be healthy for them because it's based on what they need. So I think the, the big piece of all this is making sure that that approach is individualized. Some people do well with intermittent fasting. Some people hate it. Uh, some people do well with the ketogenic diet. And then some people after a couple of weeks realize this is not for me. So, you know, ultimately I tell people, look, we'll find the approach, uh, but you still have to like your life. Perfect. So what I'm hearing from you is that there, there are many approaches and many of them or all of them could be good uh, or a large majority of them that are coming from valid sources are going to be good approaches that they may just not work for individuals depending on their their habits, their needs, their um, the quality of life they're, they're, they're looking for. Uh, yeah. How, so how would I, if, if I were interested, what would be kind of your best advice to try to figuring out um, what would work for me versus not? Are, are there specific questions or processes? Well, yeah, I mean, typically, and when we look at nutrition counseling sessions, uh, we'll, I'll look at previous dietary patterns and I'm trying to look for um, completeness. You know, when we look at the term well-balanced diet, it's, you know, somewhat difficult to, to quantify, but the first thing I'm looking at is, okay, is this individual getting enough fruits and vegetables? Is this individual eating enough uh, sources of protein? Is this individual getting enough fluids into their diet each day? Those are some of the more general concepts that, that I'll look at. And can, if we look at all the different approaches that can be quantified as, as good for you, like a Mediterranean diet or, or uh, a, a, a diet to help lower blood pressure, some of the you know, general healthy eating approaches, they all have some common denominators and that is adequate amounts of fruits and vegetables, uh, lower amounts of added sugars and added salts and added fats and plenty of, amount, uh, plenty of sources of dietary fiber. Those are some of the common denominators. So when I'm talking to somebody, those are the types of food groups that I might scrutinize to see if they're maybe getting too much or not enough and then go forward from there. Is there a, a risk for uh, blind, blindly following a certain diet or fad? Um, you know, in, in this world of lots of trends are coming up, lots of diets, lots of uh, you know, fad meal, like superfood items, is there an inherent risk of just blindly following any of these um, trends? Yeah, you know, so some of the 
meal plans that are or the diets that I mentioned just casually, like a ketogenic diet that might put somebody in a position where they're not getting enough antioxidant rich produce, maybe not getting enough uh, healthful carbohydrates to give them the energy they need to do uh, bouts of physical activity or not enough dietary fiber because of, you know, inadequate amounts of breads and produce. So yeah, there are certain risks that can be, um, that, that we might fall into if we're following some of these regimented fad diets. And that's where talking with a registered dietitian can be helpful because it's my job as a dietitian to not only find the right approach that works for you, but also make sure that it's nutritionally complete based on, you know, what's going to work for, you know, health and well-being. Fantastic. And that you, you touched on a really important point and uh, on the, the kind of discussion between um, a, a patient or an individual with a registered dietitian. And I want to revisit that. But uh, one thing that I wanted to highlight first is the, um, the, the March is National Nutrition Month. And this year's uh, theme is a world of flavors. Um, and as you mentioned, there are um, a number of different diets, number of different approaches. Um, many of them could be good, just really depending on the individual uh, person. And more specifically with this theme, they were trying to highlight uh, world of flavor in terms of a variety of fruits and vegetables and, and diets and meals and recipes that individuals can kind of try to get out of their comfort zone to, to try. So what are some suggestions that you could offer to help our listeners find ways to incorporate new foods or recipes or fruits or vegetables into their diets? I think you start small, you know, your next trip to the grocery store, maybe find a fruit or vegetable that you never tried before, or maybe it's been several years since you had one, put that in your grocery cart. Uh, maybe look at certain types of cuisines that you really enjoy, whether it be uh, Italian or Indian or, or whatever, go to a different restaurant that serves that type of cuisine and just ask the server, hey, what would you recommend? I've never been here before. Tell me what you would recommend. So, you know, ways to help kind of broaden our horizons through our, our, our dietary palates would be a couple of approaches. You can also visit some of the international grocers that are around town and see what's available and, you know, pick their brains as far as what's the best seller or what's most popular. And then, of course, you can also consult some of the recipe websites that are out there to see something different. But I think just starting small in your own grocery store, picking this up, say, oh, what is this? I never heard of it look up some recipes that have that particular ingredient and see what happens. You know, chance you might not like it, but you never know until you try it. And, and that's kind of what I was trying to allude to is that, you know, sometimes um, you may try something, you may not like it, but it's, it's, you know, not giving up. And that's something that I try to reiterate in many of our programs, um, whether it's kind of creating, you know, healthier behaviors and habits or trying a new diet um, uh, or trying a new recipe you may like it and you may not. That's a kind of a risk that comes along with the, with the journey. Yeah. I tried something uh, once <laughs> I picked up something that was called an African horned melon, which basically looked like a orange with spikes on it. Uh, I was like, Oh, I'll try this. I tasted it. it. It tasted like a campfire. So I did not like it at all. So I, I crossed that particular item off my list, but I was like, well, I'm going to try something new and see what happens. And like I said, you, you win some, you lose some, but I think the important thing is, is, when we look at ways to ensure uh, balance and a healthful diet, uh, another common theme is trying to get a variety of foods into our diet each day. And that's where trying a new item once a week or once a month helps add a few new 
food choices to your rotation. That way you have a better, better odds, if you will, at, at getting a, a wider array, uh, array of nutrients. And that, and that kind of leads into my, my next question, which um, is simple fact or fiction. Uh, varying our food intake and diet is essential for providing us with a variety of nutrients, minerals, vitamins that our bodies need. Um, so fact or fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's fact. I mean, now varying, that's somewhat of a, a subjective term, but if you're getting foods from each of the major food groups that we grew up learning in elementary school, your fruits, your vegetables, your grains, your, your protein foods, your fats, if you're hitting each of those categories, there's a great chance you're getting your nutritional needs met. So nutrient deficiencies are still uh, pretty rare in, in the developing world of uh, developing nation, not, not developing in industrialized nations. It's pretty rare. Uh, so if you're able to hit each of those categories, chances are you're going to do just fine. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, so another goal for this year's uh, National Nutrition Month is to encourage individuals to speak with uh, a, registered, a registered dietitian. Um, and some of the confusion that I often hear from individuals that I've interacted with is not really understanding the scope of practice for an, an RD or a, a registered dietitian um, or what that discussion may entail. Um, so when would speaking with a registered dietitian be recommended? Uh, there's a couple of different areas where it might be the best course of action. One specifically is if you're dealing with any type of chronic disease that requires some type of nutritional management. And usually at the top of that list would be something like high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, as well as obesity. So those are conditions that, that it's going to be very important to seek out a registered dietitian. Maybe you're also dealing with several food allergies or food intolerance issues. So that's another reason where it might be helpful to talk with a dietitian. But let's say you're also, hey, you know what? I, I'm pretty healthy. I haven't, don't have any allergies or or uh, chronic conditions, but I'm just trying to learn the best types of foods to eat to help me perform better, whether it's in recreational athletics or physical activity. That's where also a dietitian uh, is going to be your best resource because these individuals uh, are trained in nutrition counseling and receive uh, comprehensive education on all of these different variables that we're discussing in terms of what's healthy for you and what's healthy for for another person and, and helping set the table in that fashion. Fantastic. And I know that the experience may vary from one RD to another, but generally speaking, what would that uh, session or general interaction with a registered dietitian look like? Yeah, there is some variability from person to person, but typically it's gonna begin with a, a comprehensive review of that person's history, okay. uh, including their dietary patterns, what they usually eat in a typical day. And then also understanding what brought that person into, into that office. You know, what, are, what, what are you looking to achieve? And then going from there. But at the end of that session, that person needs to leave with some type of goal that they developed with the guidance of that dietitian. Not a pre-printed meal plan or a list of foods that don't eat this and eat this, but some type of mutually agreeable goal that that person feels comfortable with because research shows that type of efficacy is a good way to help boost, you know, compliance with that nutrition prescription. Fantastic. So not, not a, um, I guess something that may, many of us may not want to hear. So it's not a, a simple, here's a list, here's a diet plan that you need to follow, but rather 
kind of a process of give and take of listening and incorporating small changes into our into our lives. Yeah, I mean, it's all about trying to meet people where they are, you know, so I do a lot of diabetes uh, counseling. So a lot of the attention we do in diabetes counseling has to deal with the amount of carbohydrates that they're eating, because that has a direct impact on their blood sugar. But I don't go and just give everyone a specific carbohydrate meal plan without talking to them first to try to see what they're doing now, see how willing they are to make a few adjustments based on what their goals are, and then and then going from there. Yeah, th this definitely helps clarify because in, in my interaction with some of uh, my colleagues and some of the people that I've interacted with in our programs, uh, that, that seems to be kind of a, an often recurring question you know, uh, I understand that when I'm sick, I go to the doctor, but I don't understand when I need to speak with a registered dietitian. And oftentimes it's them coming to us and as we're trying to develop healthier habits or smart goals, they'll kind of talk about needing to modify their diet or their nutrition and ask a very specific question. And we say, well, this is, this would be a great time to speak with a registered dietitian and try to, to develop that. So I think what you've done here is really help clarify uh, kind of some of those misconceptions and clarify some of those, um, uh, you know, uh, focal practice points for for a registered dietitian. Are yeah, and I, go ahead. Yeah, and you know, I think what happens is, you know, when we look at food, everybody eats, mm -hmm. uh, so everybody has an opinion about food, but it doesn't mean it's credible, and that that's where some of the confusion lies, especially across the landscape. Uh, of social media. You know, when we look at some of the messages about nutrition, always directed towards a body image, thinness or appearance, when it's really uh, much more complex than that. And you might have people who, who could be well-intended in their messages, uh, but are just not well-informed. So that's where talking with a credentialed nutrition expert can put that person in the best position to succeed as it relates to their diet and their health, not what somebody else might be doing. And, and that brings up a, a kind of a really good point that I want to ask about is those trends, those things that we see, it may be someone who's very physically fit or someone who's, you know, been doing it um, informally for several years, sharing an opinion and a lot of individuals kind of following that person. Are there any specific red flags? I know you mentioned like, it's not just about appearance. If people are focusing their talking points on appearance, then that may be a red flag that it, it's something that's not credible, not coming in from a credible source. Are there any others that we should be looking out for in terms of getting that information? So as far as red flags go, I think anytime someone comes up to you without even knowing what your history is and says, oh, you shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't eat rice. You shouldn't eat pasta. You shouldn't eat bread or, or you, you should only be eating between, you know, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. every day. When, you, when people are dispensing uh, recommendations with absolutes, you know, uh, good foods, bad foods, yes foods, no foods, without even understanding what that person's history involves, then that's a red flag in and of itself. And I think that's where, that's where some of the confusion lies is because you'll have people who might have tremendous following and, and through that large following, there's the assumption that, well, this person must know everything, you know, and when in fact, that's not the case. And I think that's where, that's where my uh, antenna will go up when I see these absolute recommendations independent of what a person, um, person's individual history might entail. 
a follow-up question to that is where can individuals go to learn more about kind of diet, nutrition, this information that we've talked about and kind of make some actionable steps. So um, and maybe this is before talking with an RD or after talking to an RD, but where, where are some credible resources for that, for that information? Yeah, so that's, there's, a, there's a whole host of them, but I think the two that come to mind that are most easily accessible uh, would be eatright.org. So that's a website for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. So that's a, a, a network of registered dietitians like myself. And then another easy one to access is nutrition.gov. So that's actually the public facing website for the United States Department of Agriculture. Now, again, these aren't end all be all sources of all nutrition facts, but those are at least places to start to get some good general information as it relates to, you know, some basic healthy uh, eating tips. And then the Harvard School of Public Health also has a real good uh, nutrition section where they have actually their own version of the my plate. I'm sure everyone has seen the graphic of, of choose my plate. Uh, Harvard has developed one a little bit different, the same theme as far as plenty of fruits and vegetables and, and such, but a little bit more um, narrow in terms of food choices because it doesn't have some of that industry influence that does tend to impact the messaging you see on some of the government facing websites. Absolutely, yeah, and we've we, we've seen that, and we've uh, we've talked about it in part of the healthy lifestyle series where we compare kind of the my plate recommendations with the healthy plate recommendations by the Harvard um, College of Public Health, and then, like you mentioned, they're very similar. It's just more related to kind of the data and the research and my making some of those minute changes. Yeah, and I think I'd be remiss if I also didn't mention that Gator Care also has a, a pretty good collection of nutrition articles and resources too for. Uh, for employees. Absolutely. So what we'll try to do is uh, we will link a lot of the programs and information that we've mentioned and the ones that we haven't mentioned um, underneath the uh, video description and within the page for the wellness talk. So feel free to, to visit the page and kind of look at all the different uh, resources that are available to you here within UF and UF Health um, provided by the UFHR Wellness or the Gator Care Wellness team. Um, and there are lots of great resources. So um, I, I would encourage everyone to, to take an opportunity to review those. Uh, final question for the day. Do you have any additional resources or recommendations that you'd like to give our audience who are, are interested in, in learning more about uh, nutrition or kind of more specifically kind of this world of flavor or, um, or talking with a registered dietitian? So I think that, you know, the websites that I shared are pretty broad and, and do paint a, a pretty good picture as far as general nutrition concepts. But if, if you're somebody uh, like me, who also kind of likes to have tangible uh, books and things of substance that they can refer to. The, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics publishes a book called The Complete Food and Nutrition Guide. So you can find it on Amazon. I think it's under $20. Pretty, it's a pretty good sized book, but it's actually a real good resource of, 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 of questions and answers for various things like what are good sources of calcium or what do I do if I'm allergic to this particular food or what's the best type of, of approach to weight management. So it, it, it paints a pretty broad picture. It doesn't replace individual counseling, but at least it's a, a pretty good uh, resource for general knowledge in the field of nutrition. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a really great resource. I'll, I'll be sure to check that out myself as well. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and end um, our discussion for today. Uh, thank you so much, John, for 
your time today and for sharing with us your expertise. I hope that today's session has been informative and valuable to our campus community. Uh, to see any other wellness talk sessions, visit the UFHR wellness website, navigate to the resources page under wellness library or media library, and you'll be able to find a links to uh, many sessions that we've had in the past. Uh, thank you for tuning in and be well.